You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. Storytime Podcast. Welcome to the Storytime Podcast, guys. I flew out to Arizona with Austin Jacks, the co-founder of Story, and it's so awesome being in person because we're able to riff off each other's ideas. Yeah, it's nice. This episode is specifically going to be about recording video content, how to get comfortable, how to make that content actually work, and then how to get that on social. Yeah. Uh, so, Austin, let's start off. I think when you started recording video content, how did you get more comfortable doing it? I didn't. It took me quite a while, and I still am self-conscious, like even after I've done it for a long time. I think that what happens, though, for me at least, is that the more I understand I need a little warm-up period and that my first few videos of recording a session aren't going to be perfect because my brain's got to get in that creator mode. I get comfortable talking and not like overanalyzing things. That's what I mean by I'm still not. I get there, but also allow myself a warm-up period where I'm not going to be like, you know, repeatedly going and deleting, deleting. I just get in the hang of it. And I think that's helped me a lot. And uh, knowing that I'm still not perfect allows my mind to be more casual while, you know, on camera or, or even like on a podcast session like this. Also, it's, it's getting in the right mindset, right? Yeah. Like if you're writing copy, if you're doing a loan for someone or you're trying to help someone with their business, when you're not in the right mindset and you're thinking about other stuff, you need five minutes to warm up. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and well, and I think the other things that like we've learned is uh, like today, Devin prepped a lot of prompts, right? Like we went through a list and said, yeah. cool, what's some stuff we might want to shoot about? Mm-hmm. And we've used half of them off there, half of them we haven't. So that getting your, your idea around the fact, I'm going to go shoot content. You can either do it impromptu, but you can also pre-plan a little bit to give yourself a guided path of what you're going to want to shoot that day. Yeah. And it's like, NBA players, when they go into the basketball game, it's not like they're straight going to playing basketball. They have to warm up. They have to do a lot of runs, a lot of plays to practice what they're even going to do. And that's with anything. So video content isn't different. If you see someone like that's good on camera, trust me, it wasn't always that way. And they have to get comfortable each time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the other thing we learned is like preparing helps big time. Uh, Not only with like, what am I going to shoot? But being able today, we brought several different tops. We've shot in several different backgrounds. We brought uh, a light, we brought mics, and having a checklist that we go through before allows us to better shoot content, but it wasn't that way in the beginning, right? We started out with just iPhones, which totally works, by the way. You do not have to have a full camera set up with tripod and and mics. You can get to that point when you need to, but uh, I think having the change of scenery in shirts will allow you to shoot enough content at once that you can break it up so it doesn't feel like I'm seeing the same thing over and over again from, you know, the person that I'm viewing. Yeah, it's so important that you do switch up your backgrounds because, like, imagine you're hearing a song on the radio, right? You go into the grocery store, you see the same song, and that's the same thing with video content. When the background's the same, the top's the same, like, this is the same stuff. You tune it out, right? Right. You turn, you turn the radio station, yeah. you're going to swipe up because I'm like, oh, I just saw this same video. <laughs> and, and even though it's a completely yeah. different educational point, it might be the best piece of educational content you ever produce, uh-huh. but if you shot it in the same exact outfit and the same exact background, they may think they've already consumed it and skip right past your best stuff. And I actually have this awesome story as we're talking about this. We were shopping yesterday, funny, right? And there's a shirt, I'm like, ah, I don't like it. And Austin's like, no, dude, it's gonna look really good. And we got it, someone complimented on it. And then today I was putting on, this is another one, so there are two times, and I actually really like it. So what I'm saying is like, get out of your comfort zone, get tops that pop out and you'd be surprised like how yeah. amazing it looks and i'd say you can you find stuff that uh will give you a little bit of contrast with different backgrounds like if we're going to shoot on a, a white backdrop today right i knew that we'd have some white backgrounds mm-hmm. i'm like Dude, this will look great it gives you that you know breaks up the just the, if you're wearing just a straight black shirt or whatnot yeah. and so yeah think about a little bit what setting am i going to go to what are the colors there what would give me a little bit of pop from that background 
where I can still enjoy the background, but offset it with some of my own vibrancy. But it doesn't have to be out of your comfort zone either, but definitely pre-planning mm. and knowing where you're going to go shoot helps you pick some, some of the clothes you're going to wear. Right, right. No, I totally agree. Well, some of the biggest things I want to ask you, because I think you've gotten really good at recording content. Yeah. Um, you know, what were some of the biggest challenges you had? Uh, was it self-confidence? Was it the way you sounded? Was it, uh, you know, what was it for you that was hardest to overcome of now being pretty comfortable shooting content? Man, I think the major thing that I really struggled with in the beginning was seeing a camera and just being a deer in taillight or in headlights. Taillights work too. Taillights do work, yeah. And I was just so nervous. You froze. Yeah. What really helped me, honestly, and it still helps, like I can record a video by myself, but like how I've gotten comfortable is talking to someone, even if they're in back of the camera and they're asking questions, because yeah. it feels like a conversation, right? Yeah, and you can edit out a lot of that if yeah. you don't want the other person's piece there, you know, so I think that that is a good tip. Like that really does help, especially lower that level of anxiety if you yeah. got someone else to bounce and rift off of. And uh, then you can get more strategic later too, where you can start using it for business purposes, interviewing someone who may refer you a lot of business. And now giving them valuable content, tagging them and sharing it. So you can get to a point where you start out more casual and then you can start using it as an actual piece to promote the relationships you have and right. give value back to them. And that's kind of the evolution I've seen with a lot of our clients. And it's pretty neat because now I'm not just asking you for your business. I'm actually helping you promote your business with content we shoot together. So I've seen that kind of happen too. Something that I've seen too, uh, we actually have a few clients that were using teleprompters. Yeah. And they ask us a lot of advice, right? We're here to help. And he said... I'm using teleprompter. It feels very stiff. It doesn't feel personable. And I said, hey, man, right now, let's record a video on your phone. I had him shoot it over and it looked amazing. Like I could actually relate to it. It wasn't something that was like scripted. I actually felt like I knew him instead of using that teleprompter. So yeah, sometimes teleprompters can be great. Yeah. And sometimes they can also be harmful because uh, I think people have a lot of good natural ability to navigate their mindset and their thoughts they want to convey. But then they go put them on an actual, you know, teleprompter. They're trying to read it. And it's a lot harder for them to do that than it is just naturally convey those thoughts. Yeah. There are great times where it's super valuable. Don't get me wrong, Biden obviously needs them. But, uh, you know, there are times where it also can be an inconvenience, I think, for what I'm trying to shoot and, right. and offset my actual natural flow because I'm trying to read it instead of just be natural. Yeah, and here's, here's a good example. Like, you're going to use a teleprompter for courses, right? Because it's very, like, you have to say these yes. exact words. You can't memorize a three-hour course or even a 30-minute course if your course is that long. you got to have the no. words in front of you. But Very good point. Social media, like, I don't go on social media to watch a course. No. I, I've watched the raw content, and I'm not going on social media. I'm like, oh, how am I going to learn more about loans today, right? Like, well, and you want actual real insight, yeah. right? I don't want staged insight. Like, I think what's awesome is when you see some of these really great creators Share knowledge from experiences, not from things they've read or assumptions. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we've kind of learned is like, I don't need to talk about something that I, I want to impress someone with that I haven't done myself. Yeah. I can actually find really good insight that I may feel normal is, is you know, common these days. Yep. And others may not think it's common and learn something from it. I, I get talking marketing all the time with people. I'm just, we're so in the world, right? With right. email marketing, podcast, YouTube, all these aspects and retargeting and ad sets, and it's just natural. You start speaking to a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I want to start like, driving some business, and all this will overwhelm their brain. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, I thought that was pretty common. Yeah. And I don't even share that with people because I take it for granted that not everyone knows that. And a lot of other people, too, when you're creating content, keep that in mind about your, your business. Whether you're in insurance or whether you're in real estate or whether you're a tile floor company, it doesn't matter. You've got really good insight you can share that may be common to you 
but your viewers may be looking to learn about your area that you kind of take for granted. So I think that's been kind of neat to see people start doing that are our clients as well. And to your point, like I thought QR codes, like everybody knew about them. And there was someone that didn't know about it or didn't know how to use it correctly. And I saw they posted on their story, like, what do you think of my postcard? And I said, hey, you know, it'd be really cool for that postcard. Put a QR code on there, have a video on your landing page. And she was super appreciative. And she's like, I didn't think about that. Like, that's so much more personal, but. But a lot of people view QR codes as like a menu on a table, right? Yes. Right, because it, yeah. especially during COVID, it became so popular to be like, oh, scan the QR code, <laughs> and then that's what they're used for. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize, man, you can use them in your advertisements to drive that traffic. You can actually track how many link clicks there were that went through that, you know, yeah. scan, and then did they take action there? Mm-hmm. And using video to maximize where you're taking them, especially if you're sending out print collateral. Mm-hmm or even an email and you want a unique way, like you can literally put a silhouette of a phone in a graphic, yeah, right? So awesome. And, and outline the QR code and in the top of the phone image you're building around the QR, like scan here, hold your phone just like this. So there's no confusion at all. It's not as big of a deal with younger people, but yeah. if you're targeting an older demographic that has uh, you know, money, but may not be super comfortable with modern technology, yeah. you gotta show them exactly what it is. It looks just like this, it's in the phone, so lay it out on your print piece. So there's all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great point like, that you can use video after that in a simple way to drive traffic there. It's much more effective than just a normal postcard even. Yeah. And to your point, like when you said we take things for granted or we think we know everything, like that's, that's a great example, right? I thought that was like a common thing that people knew about, yeah. but no, I was wrong, right? All right. So another cool tool that you can use is email marketing with video. Now there's two different ways you can do that. You can use a tool like BombBomb, for example, where you can have an actual native integration and record inside of the system. You can shoot it out. It's still gonna to have to go play it from an actual landing page. Usually they'll host that internally on their system. But you can also do it where you record a piece of content like this. It could be even an introduction that yeah. you reuse over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you can put an image, Devin does this really well. When How do you layer that in so you can get someone to actually play it? Even though it's not gonna play inside of that, it's gonna take them somewhere else to play. How do you uh, get them to actually feel like they're yeah. gonna see it in the email. This is so cool, guys. If you're not using Vimeo, I definitely suggest it. But what we do, we record a video and we pull three to five seconds that are like the most captivating parts of that video. And Vimeo will create a GIF for you. And for you that don't know, you can't play a video in an email, it's impossible. So what does the GIF do? The GIF, you, it looks like the video is playing inside the email and when you click on that GIF, it takes you to the landing page of the actual video. So yeah. You feel more likely to click on it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it gets them to actually like think it's about to start playing right there and they're like, oh, God, I wanna see the rest. So there's, there's cool ways that you can use, you know, little teasers of video with thumbnails to get, you know, people to go watch a video you host on a, you know, on a YouTube channel, either yeah. if it's unlisted or if it's listed, you can embed those codes on the back end of that thumbnail, right? Because I think that's something that's good to explain too, is you would right click usually on the image, hyperlink where you want it to play to, yeah. and then now you can send somebody an email. It's a lot more engaging and educational than just a plain text email sometimes, or if you're introducing yourself to a new client or a complex process. Yeah. And you want it to feel really like handheld through that. Maybe you're a really busy business mm-hmm. professional. It's not always easy to do a hundred times a day. <laughs> Why not automate it? Shoot right. one great intro and say, here's what to expect next. Mm-hmm. And they can watch you see your mannerisms all through video, which is really the power of it is I get to know you as a person than just reading your email and not understanding quite the professional I'm about to work with. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, as we keep talking about video, one of the trending topics right now is the metaverse. It has been for the last three months. And I bring up this example because it's so funny, uh, but when YouTube came out, when it did, and I was watching YouTube, there were no ads on there, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. And what's going to happen with the metaverse is it's this virtual reality where you're going to be in front of these people. So imagine you're in the metaverse, you're going shopping at your favorite metaverse shopping center, and then there's a 
video of Austin dancing, trying to get, click on his content. We're going more and more that route. And if you're not recording video content, it's not too late right now, but it might be in the future if you're not capitalizing on that. So yeah, Gary Vee was like really bullish on TikTok for a long mm -hmm. time. Even like telling people that I know you think this is for young kids dancing. Yeah. This is four years ago now, right? Three yeah. years ago. And uh, people, some people got on the train, got there early or early adopter. And now they have massive audiences that they could monetize mm -hmm. because they went there and then they spent the time to build up. And then now a lot of people are trying to get in late, right? Like yeah. it's not too late, by the way. But uh, if you had been an early adopter on some of those platforms and tried some stuff out, you could have made a fortune by actually getting in early and some things won't work out, right? Yeah. There are plenty of platforms that you might go be an early adopter and it fizzles, but I think it's a really good uh, tip. So we're continually talking about video content and video content is so important, but it's funny because there's a lot of small business owners that aren't using it and they're thinking like, how can I compete with these big giant companies? Yeah. Well, people like to work with people. They don't tend to like work with companies or businesses, right? It's like, if I could talk to Austin directly or if I could talk to this giant company, I'd rather talk to Austin because it's more personable. Like, how can they use video to actually feel more personal, especially for small business owners? Yeah, I think the advantages you have over Nike, right? Yeah. Nike has some great, I mean, super high production, expensive video content. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to compare myself to Nike, though, mm -hmm. right? Nike has built a global brand that people like their, you know, clothing and their shoes. Mm -hmm. But I can still compete on a much more hyper-specific, lo like, localized right. effort with video mm -hmm. to automate some of those things that, that can make them feel like they know me really well. Yeah and use that over and over and over again, but build personal relationships through that video content. So I can compete with the biggest of them as long as I'm more defined in what I'm trying to achieve, whether it's educating them, introducing yeah. them. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different ways that you can use video content in your emails and social. Are you targeting with it? If you're targeting with social video content, right? Having your, your different segments of the audience that you want to speak to at different stages and shooting the content specific yeah. for them is so, like, that's strategic, right? Yeah. I don't want to tell you the same thing that I'm telling someone that has no idea at all, ever heard about content, and you're three layers deep into the coaching, and you see that same video, you're going to kind of yeah. not think it's as applicable. So I think understanding your audience, speaking to that audience, and then being able to show it to that audience, uh, whether it's through email or through social or through whatever it may be, would be really helpful. Guide them along the journey and make the content for them at the stage of the journey they're at. Yeah, and I, I think a huge tip, like Austin helps me so much with this as recording this episode too. There's cuts you won't see. <laughs> I got off track and I got off track pretty bad. And yeah, I mean, well, it was, it was it's it easy to do though, right? Like, yeah, it is. But I think like the biggest thing is like, remember your audience and Austin has a pretty cool tat where he's, it's almost done. It's halfway done. Yeah, it started. It looks like a black blob, I'm sure, yeah. on camera. It, but it, it's a compass and it's stay true to the true north. Is that what it is? Right? Yeah, for me, like, so I've got down here, I've got a jet that represents my son. His name is Jet. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a big compass piece that's going to finish here. And it is to maintain my true north. And that's going to be different for everybody. For me, it's my family, my business, and then the employees that I help support that we are really tied into. And then yeah. that's my true north, right? Is make I take care of my family, mm -hmm. take care of my employees and take care of my clients. And anything else is all just a distraction. If I can do those things really well, then I'll stay on track and be successful in life. And when you're recording video, I know it's funny, right? And his is like a, a huge, like his mission, but stay true to your north on the videos. If you feel like you're getting off pace, especially on longer videos, stop, come back, because you can edit that out. And that's what we do. Yeah, we'll edit a lot of this out. So like things happen too. That water all just fell over. Not the end of the world, right? It's just truly not. Yeah. So. I think it depends on your podcast. We don't have to be Jake Pauls of the world. Right. And now there's are much more casual, by the way. Yeah. Now they're, they're BSing and stuff. In the old days, they were very like, you know, strategic. 
Um, so I think that it's all right to not feel like you've got to have everything perfect or I just ruined it because you can't edit those pieces out and stuff like that. Right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.